Welcome to the Tin Lounge. You've stumbled on one of our short episodes called The Mini Bar, where we discuss a current relevant topic pertaining to the travel industry. I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Custom Travels and creator of Fan With Intention. And I'm Corrine, creator of Travel Biz Boss and co-owner of Journey's Travel Company. We won't let you leave without some excess baggage, so stay with us until the end. Teresa, where are you coming to us from? From the beautiful city of Dubai. (laughs) And oh my word, Dubai is a popular destination for a reason. And this is one of those trips where, first of all, it's a fan with a tourism board, but it's like when I think one day is so amazing and incredible, the next day just blows it out of the water and then the next day and then probably the next day. So um, today we actually spent pretty much a full day at the World Expo. And I don't know if you know too much about the World Expo, but it's kind of um, related to the World Fair. And the, the first World Fair, I think, took place in 1851. And it's basically different countries coming together, sharing ideas, inventions. And of course, it has evolved through time. And um, now, like at least for this one, they really focus on sustainability. They focus on um, technology and they also focus on, you know, mobility and stuff like that. And um, the moving walkway, the one that we use at airports and things like that, that was an invention that was presented at one of the World Fairs or the World Expo in the past. And the Eiffel Tower was unveiled when Paris hosted um, the World Expo. So, so much history in this event. And it is one of the coolest things I have ever done was attend this expo. People from all around the world, you get to see, they they present like their favorite parts about their country and everyone is doing it differently. Every, everyone has like a different um, way of presenting information. And I really, really loved going to the different countries and it's impossible to do all the countries in one day. There's over 190 countries and there's no way there's time. (laughs) So you're saying Epcot has nothing on the world expo absolutely nothing i we pulled up to the world of course there aren't any rides but we pulled up to the the event and i'm like this must be what people feel like when they're pulling into disney like super excited um and there are also lines to get into the really popular ones um like south korea was super popular the japan pavilion germany oh my goodness germany was really long and so I didn't go into any of those because we wanted to just try and be quick. And um, so I would definitely come back to Dubai just to do the expo again. And if you guys have not looked into the expo, it's running until the end of March. And I highly recommend it. Get yourself to Dubai and kill two birds with one stone. Yeah. So many fun things to do in Dubai too. I feel like I've been here for a month and it's only been, I think, the third full day <laughs> we've been here. So, Well, I love a fam like that where you're just like covering all the ground. Go, go, go. Yeah. And the, one of the um, best parts, I think, for me is that we just we're staying in one hotel the entire time. So there's no moving around. And the hotel we're staying in is super nice. It's the SLS Hotel. Mm-hmm. I really like it. It's one of the newer hotels. Nice. Well, 
I am coming to you guys from my new house, which is nearly empty, so I'm going to apologize in advance for the echo and potential city sounds you may hear. There may be church bells. <laughs> there may be trucks backing up. I've got the windows open to help try to reduce the echo, but it's still pretty bad. I'm going to, I think I'm going to have like an upholstered shoji screen made so I can put it around my desk when we're recording to help absorb sound. Because no matter how much furniture we put in here, it's hard floors and high ceilings. But um, anyway, sorry you may hear me twice. <laughs> <laughs> but before we jump into our discussion this week, we wanted to give a shout out to our podcast network, Trav Market Media. Head on over to travmarketmedia.com where you can find other amazing podcasts to grow and build your business. One of the current popular requests I think a lot of advisors are getting um, is for a yacht charter experience. And part of that mm -hmm. is they just want their own space, which I don't blame them for. I would like my own space too. Absolutely. So we've got this article from Travel Age West from one of our favorites, Emma Weissman, called Thinking of Selling Yacht Charters, This Tour Operator Wants to Partner with Travel Advisors. And it is referring to, uh, it's Eddie Gelber, the son of Michael, I'm sorry, it's Michael Gelber, the son of the late Eddie Gelber, uh, who was best known as the founder and of the tour operator Israel World, which I, I know a lot of us are familiar with. Um, but Michael is sort of moving into iWorld of Traveler. He started it in 2017. So it's basically like the legacy of Andy Gilbert. So they've been in business for four years and they're unknown to a lot of people in the travel industry, but he is ready to change that and is making some shifts. I don't want to use the P word, um, <laughs> but they are currently selling luxury FIT tours in 80 countries. They're opening international offices via their ground affiliate, on the ground affiliate, Gelber's Way, and they're par partnering with 30 DMCs worldwide. And one of the best things that, you know, I've read about iWorld of Travel is that it works exclusively with travel advisors. Exactly. And, you know, that's just one of the perks, I think, of looking into a tour operator that will not steal your clients from you. Absolutely. We won't name any names, but so anyway, they're really uh, working on this Croatian yacht product. And I've noticed not only an uptick in the request for yachts, but also Croatia, I think because they were one of the early countries to accept travelers from the U S and they've handled it well, much like Greece, you know, they've done a great job of keeping everyone safe so they are moving into this offering of these Croatian yachts. So unlike massive cruise ships or even standard European riverboats, these charters have the ability to be completely customized with the exception of the initial embarkation and final disembarkation, which makes me laugh because over the years, I've had some pretty interesting requests where people are trying to tell me what day they want to be in a certain port. And I'm like, well, do you want to charter the cruise ship? Because they're looking for like an inside cabin on a three night <laughs> carnival, you know, like, or the people that are like, um, 
I want to take a cruise from Chicago. Mm. Or, of course, the people who don't realize, you know, how long it takes to get far away. So, like, I want to do a three-night cruise, but I don't want to go to the Bahamas. Well, let's take a look at the map. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> you tell me how fast you think a cruise ship can go. So, um, obviously, having the ability to just say what you want to do along the Dalmatian coast of all places is a pretty fantastic proposition. But the best part is it's super affordable. Yeah, I was just going to point that out. I mean, according to this article, rates for eight-day whole ship buyouts begin at about $50,000 for two of their ships and $38,000 for the Adriatic Queen, depending on departure dates. So um, it says that, which ship is this? So one of the ones that starts at $50,000, it's their longest and fastest ship of the four that they have called the Adriatic King. That one is 41 passengers. So Break that down by 41 people, $50,000. But they've kind of geared their pricing in such a way that you don't need to fill the ship to break even. Obviously, I mean, you're talking about less than 2,000 a person, way less, closer to 1,000 a person for 41 passengers for 50,000. Certainly a private yacht is worth more than that. So if you want to charter one, you can break even with far fewer passengers than the maximum capacity. Yeah, so this is such a great product to Keep in mind, if you are to have clients come to you for a request like this, I think one of the hardest parts of unique requests is just figuring out who to use and sourcing um, agent-friendly products that pay commission and won't try and steal your clients. Absolutely. And they said that the four different ships all have different personalities. So depending on the vibe your client is going for, like that Adriatic King that we were just talking about is pretty blingy. And they said it's kind of flashy, more similar to like a W hotel. Uh, And then the Bella is just as beautiful, but it's an older, older vibe. So it just depends on what your client is looking for or what you're looking for, frankly. I mean, I'm certainly tempted to figure out a way to charter one of these ships and just sell it (laughs) to my personal (laughs) network. Yeah, um, I mean, at the at the end of the article, Gelber says, you know, for for so this is speaking to advisors who might be transitioning from larger cruise lines like mass market cruises to river or or mass market river cruise markets, and they want to get into a yacht charter kind of um, experience. He says, you know, if you if you've never sold them before, you don't know what you don't know. You'll get out to market and you'll start to realize what the interest is, especially if you haven't done this type of private chartering and cruising before. So I think he's he's suggesting you just go out and see what the interest is among your clients because you never know. They might not even know something like this is available. Exactly. And as we mentioned twice now, this company is dedicated to working with travel advisors And I know for me, when I'm doing something new, I will just call and be like, listen, I don't know anything about this. Can you help me be like a rock star? And they always will help me out. Um, But he also said what you want to do is price it so your break-even point is 10 cabins. So even if you barely sell many, you may not make money, but you'll break even. Maybe you'll 
um, maybe you'll go and it'll be absorbed into the cost of the other cabins or, you know, it's, it's very, it's much less threat than you would think is basically what I'm getting at. Our next article is about home COVID tests. Um, I think this is for the most recent uh, travel restriction update to re-enter the U.S. There is a stipulation, not stipulation, but a requirement that you need to show proof of purchasing a COVID test yep. as part of your re-entry. Um, and I, I get it, but I think it throws a lot of advisors and travelers off. It's like, well, that's weird. You know, what, what? what you need me to show you like a receipt. Um, but yeah. this particular article talks about which two home tests are CDC approved for international travel. And it gives a review. This is an article from afar. Um, the two are Binax now, and I think it's Illum COVID-19 home test. So it's E-L-L-U-M-E. We'll link the article in the show notes. Um, but these are two home test options that are available to travelers. Yeah, another situation I've been running into lately, I've had several questions. I have lots of clients who are cruising right around the holidays, and they're sort of like, how am I going to get a COVID test on Thanksgiving or on Christmas or the day after? I feel like what they're hoping I'm going to say is, hey, don't worry about it. <laughs> Obviously, it's there's no waiver for that. So I've had to send them information, like particularly Royal Caribbean, you can order the test right from them. And it's the Binax. Um, but I'm sending them the really specific information, like this lab is open 24-7, so you you need to get it done. Yeah, I've seen a lot of different travelers use the Binax Now test, and they just have like a 15-minute tele video or a telehealth appointment with a medical professional where they just observe them do the test. And then once they see your results, they will send you like email you a paper results in mm-hmm. PDF form, of course, and then you can print it out as needed. Um, right. But these, let's see what they say. So in order to meet the CDC requirements, Uh, The test can be self-administered as long as they meet these criteria. The test must be either a viral antigen test or a nucleic acid amplification test, um, such as PCR, um, LAMP, or transcription mediated. And it needs to have the emergency use authorization from the the FDA. The testing procedure must include a telehealth video call during which someone authorized by the manufacturer supervises the testing procedure. Um, and the telehealth provider must issue a report confirming the patient's identity, the name of the lab or healthcare entity, the type of test, and the specimen collection date. Yep. And for those who would prefer to get tested in the destination, numerous airlines as well as international hotels, including in Mexico, Costa Rica, and the Caribbean, have introduced testing options and resources to help Americans fulfill the CDC test requirement abroad, which of course we know. But you, if you want to pack the self-test with you, um, the the CDC cautions that some countries may have rules or restrictions in place regarding the importation of COVID-19 test kits that are not authorized or registered there. So they say travelers who are considering bringing a U.S. authorized test with them for use outside of the U.S. should contact authorities at their destination for information before they travel. 
So that's our job, right? <laughs> yeah. But it's really and important I'm, for us to know that. And I'm loving reading the details of people who actually have tried using it because I remember when we first got the article out about CDC approving the Binax Now at home test. I know a lot of people were afraid to actually just travel with it and not get a test at the international destination. Like they were nervous yeah. about it. And it's because we just don't know whether or not it would actually work in terms of being accepted. And so with the Binax Now, the reviews have come in and it's been super easy. Um, it says here that it was accepted whenever they uploaded the results, whether that was to an airline app or some other method um, of, rec of recording. So the Binax now seems to be super easy. Um, it says because it was so popular back in August, they had a backlog of being able to make an appointment with a telehealth video call, but they seem to have added more staff, which has made it so you didn't have to wait as long to get a telehealth yeah. video call scheduled. Yeah. Now on the Illum, they actually have a voluntary recall of specific lots of the test due to increased chance the test may provide an incorrect positive result and is a false positive. So um, they said the FDA confirmed the issue was due to a recently identified manufacturing issue and that negative results do not appear to be affected by this issue. So there's a link in this article to check if your product is in the product recall. To be honest with you, I haven't even heard of this one before this article. The Binax is the only one I've been hearing mm -hmm. about. Yes. Yeah, um, but it says, though Binax now has received a bit more attention, this Australia-based company, Illum, was actually the first to market with a home test. And they did partner with Alaska Airlines and Delta to give passengers easy access to at-home antigen tests. So you can buy either of these kits online. I did notice, though, um, for my clients that were on Royal Caribbean, there's a couple of different Binax now, and so make sure you check the website to make sure you're ordering the exact correct test because they have like a picture. I think they had a picture of the label, but they definitely had all of the words that are on the description there. So just make sure you don't just go look up Binax now and buy it. You need to make sure it's the Great. correct one. Yeah, it's a specific one because I know at CVS, and maybe, I don't know, Walgreens, if they have it, but Binax now makes another at-home test that is like a rapid test. Um, and you don't do a telehealth video call. It's more for your peace of mind. And I know I have purchased a couple of them because if, like, if, for example, like after this trip or after any of the trips that I've taken, if someone has said, hey, you know, someone on the trip tested positive for COVID or whatever the reason, I want to test myself just to make sure I'm not putting the people around me in danger, especially if I'm going to visit a friend or family. So I'll use that really quick 15 minute test just to be more confident <laughs> that yeah. I don't have COVID. Yeah. And you have had that happen to you. So, and I Multiple have sat here and waited times. for the result with you. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was so funny. That was a funny week. I'm like, Hey, Kareen, um, while we're chatting right now and like doing a tech check, I have, I just did a COVID test. I'm waiting 15 minutes. So once my timer goes off, let me go check the result and we can start recording. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> so this is my favorite article 
of the batch today, and it's from afar, and it says the best travel plan this holiday season is a backup plan. (laughs) (laughs) I thought this was a great article to discuss because if you go, you know, it'll be linked in our show notes. I think you could find a treasure trove of social media content here and newsletter content with recommendations. Um, It says amidst ever-changing COVID regulations and airline hiccups, it might be helpful to have a backup plan for your backup plan this year. So they're mentioning how it's not even the holiday season yet, but 2021 has already been so chaotic. Among the travel fiascos, we have Spirit Airlines underwent an operational meltdown with 2,800 flights canceled. Some vaccinated travels have unexpectedly tested positive during international trips, finding themselves required to isolate abroad. Um, COVID-related rules are changing minute to minute, so you might abruptly need to quarantine upon arrival, even if you are vaccinated, which happened to some people traveling to the Netherlands when they very suddenly tightened their restrictions. And then while booking travel through the sharing economy is becoming increasingly popular, vacationers are experiencing situations where vacation home and RV rental owners have ghosted them, which we've talked about before, like last minute cancellations and you've already got a plane ticket and everything else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like air travel now makes me super nervous because Mm -hmm. I feel like anything can happen. And one of the points, the first point is, be flexible and pack light. And it mentions that this summer was brutal for U.S. air travel. Um, 1.7% of domestic flights were canceled in July um, compared to 0.8% that same month last year. Further, the July on-time revival dropped from 90.5% to 73.4% year over year. So you might find yourself catching a different flight last minute, but only if you're nimble. And so one of the things they say is avoid checking bags, which I know that is something you do as your carry on only. Um, but like on my flight to like uh, for this Dubai trip, I flew from Tampa to Miami and then took my Emirates flight from Miami over to Dubai. And for those who follow me on Instagram, you kind of like saw the whole fiasco. Um <laughs> I booked an earlier than necessary flight because the airline I was on was the only one that would work. And so I booked an earlier than the necessary flight because that airline has the (laughs) propensity to delay flights or cancel them. And I want to give myself enough time to potentially drive to Miami if needed And uh, so, and this is not a budget airline, guys. This is like a mass market airline or like a non-budget airline. And you probably know which one it is. So lucky for me, I did that because that flight was delayed for four hours. And the flight that I was considering as an alternative that would get me into Miami later, like when I first started looking into flights, that one was delayed too. And it would have put me into Miami way too late. So... Yeah, I did not pack light. I had a check-in bag. But I was already thinking of ways <laughs> to get that bag back if I had to drive to Miami. <laughs> Usually the only time I'll check is if it's cold because the clothing just is yeah. not going to fit, you know. Um, but yes. And then the next one they say is to be prepared to extend your trip. So while still avoiding checking bags, you do want to pack enough to survive a trip. Or I would say have like, a laundry plan. 
Um, so a one day flight delay is only going to require minimal extra clothing, but what if you test positive and you have to quarantine in destination, something you need to think of. So of course we always, there's even packing tips in here. So wear versatile clothing that matches any outfit or occasion and bring items that can be washed in the sink. Should you not have laundry access? When I was little um, and traveling with my grandparents, we always did our laundry by hand. We would travel for months at a time during the summer. We hand washed all our clothes. And this, I think I was 12 at the time, not even, 11. And I remember we took this really big trip with my grandparents to China. It was me and my cousins. And I washed my clothes and my sister's clothes. And then we just let them dry. And that was how we did laundry. So good. I did that. (laughs) My first trip in Costa Rica was pretty long. So I just got all of like the shorts and clothing that's kind of quick dry because I was going to be wet all the time anyway. So we just wash them at night. By the morning, they'd be dry and I'd be good to go. And the next tip is book flights that can be easily canceled. Uh, Obviously, this is a no-brainer just in case you need to change things up. You don't want to have a basic economy ticket where you can not make any changes. It's just not worth the hassle. I feel like I'd be so stressed if that was what I did. And it's tough because flight prices are so high as it is and people are really trying to get the cost down, but it's just not a good idea. Next one is to know the alternatives. So um, they're saying since the pandemic started, many rideshare drivers stopped driving. So like Uber's reporting that there are more riders than drivers available. So you can't count on that, even if you pre-schedule the trip. So they tell you to download multiple ride sharing apps for the largest selection of drivers and familiarize yourself with local taxi services. So, and if you're headed to a place that requires proof of a negative test result, you need to know multiple places where you can get tested. If your results don't come back in time, you might have to scramble to find a new test. So this might be another situation for a little Binax Now situation. Yeah. (laughs) I wonder if they have like a marketing team that's like, Binax Now, buy now, maybe. So you don't cry later. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like in my recent travels, um, I've been more likely to take a taxi versus an Uber because one, it's there. There's more availability. They're not joking when they're saying that there's very limited drivers now compared to pre-COVID. But also, um, the pricing for taxis is comparable, if not less, than the Ubers that I was seeing on the app when I arrived at an airport to um, you know, take a transfer to the hotel. The pricing was either the same or less to take a taxi. Well, it depends on the situation and something that we've run into here, when you're in a place where you don't speak the language, sometimes communicating the destination can be tricky. Oh, this is in Seattle and right. Chicago. So. So, so here in Mexico, we prefer Uber because we're able to just type in the destination and they have a map and there's no confusion about where we're going. Um, of course, we settle the price before we get in when we do take a taxi, but we've had a couple situations where it's all hectic and then they're not exactly sure where you said. And um, 
But like when I'm in DC, walking out of the airport, definitely just want to hop right in a taxi right then and there, then wait around for an Uber. Um, but then the other thing is too, sometimes when I'm traveling in Mexico, like if I take the bus, I want to take Uber so it almost pins the location from the bus station so that I know how to get back to that bus station. So it really just depends on the situation, how we handle it. Uh, but it's, again, good to be ready to roll with the punches and have a backup plan and entertain different options. Yes. And um, I think this is the last tip mm-hmm. from the article is obviously get travel insurance. Um, not that it's any different than pre-COVID, but for real now, guys, get travel insurance. If you need to cancel your trip, have an outlet to get refunded. While most premium travel credit cards charge hefty annual fees, they might be worth it for one underrated perk alone, just trip insurance. Um, and whenever clients tell me that they don't need the quote that I give them for the travel insurance policy, I just make sure that because they're planning on using their credit card insurance, I just make sure to tell them like, just double check what's included, you know, as long as you have some kind of policy to protect you, you know, that's what's important. And not just for a refund, but also for any medical related um, issues that may or may not come up for you. You just want to be sure you have some kind of support system. Right. And the thing is, is all credit card travel insurance policies are not alike. So it's really important to get them to take a look at what is actually covered and make sure it's enough. Mm -hmm. And to remember that they then need to use that card for every dollar of that trip. (laughs) You know, people don't think about that sometimes. Like just because you made the deposit with that card, it's not going to cover you for the whole trip unless you use that card. So it's an important thing. So the bottom line is for having a backup plan to your backup plan and maybe another layer of backup plans, um, even the best plan trips are turning out to be canceled, rescheduled, or cut short and sometimes stressfully extended. So one thing this article says is, is that's because if there's one thing we can be certain of in 2021, it's that nothing is for certain. So make sure that your overall travel plan includes a backup plan. And I hope you can all agree that that article is a gold mine for social media content and newsletter content. So go check out yes. the link and grab some little factoids there and put them out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Are we ready for some headlines? Uh, I am. All right. It's time for Access Package, which is a speed round of headlines that are pretty self-explanatory. So you can learn a lot in just a couple of minutes. According to Travel Market Report, Royal Caribbean is going big with its first ever world cruise. The 274-night Ultimate World Cruise will be the longest world cruise ever, visiting all seven continents and more than 150 destinations in 65 countries. Yowza! Another article from them says that the governor of Hawaii said that Hawaii will once again welcome travelers starting on November 1st, almost two months since asking tourists to stay away because of arriving rising COVID counts. Travel Weekly reports that Lindblad Expeditions Holdings has acquired an 80% stake in escorted tour operator Classic Journeys. Lindblad paid $12.8 million for the majority stake in the luxury tour operator and said it will accelerate Classic's growth and capitalize on the growing demand for authentic and immersive adventures, oh, immersive adventure travel and wellness around the world. Another one from them said that United Airlines expects that its international capacity next year will be 10% higher than it was in 2019. 
The carrier cited a rebound in premium leisure demand, increasing business demand, international border reopenings in Europe, and indications of loosening restrictions in some Asia-Pacific markets for its bullish international plans. Travel Agent Central has announced that nominations for Travel Agents 30 Under 30 are open. Nominate yourself or pass the word along to a qualified candidate you know. The deadline is November 30th, and the link to the forum is in the article. Another headline from them says that Royal Caribbean doubles down with support for travel advisors. ASTA has announced that its membership increased by almost 5,000 members in the past two months, raising the total to more than 17,000. Spurring the membership campaign was Vicki Freed, Senior Vice President of Sales, Trade Support, and Services at Royal Caribbean International. Freed had announced a cruise giveaway for all travel advisors who joined or renewed their ASTA membership by the end of September 2021. An article from Travel Pulse says that Holland America Line's new Rotterdam departed October 20th on its 14-day maiden voyage from Amsterdam to Fort Lauderdale. They also report that the CDC has issued updated COVID-19 guidance for the upcoming holiday season, urging Americans to continue to get vaccinated and encouraging mask wearing in public spaces. And some good news from afar, India has reopened to vaccinated travelers. All travelers must be fully vaccinated and test negative for the virus within 72 hours of their flight. And that's it for excess baggage. Um, 274 days? All seven continents. Oh my goodness. I don't know if I can handle it, but that would be a great way to spend a year if you have the time. <laughs> yes. Wow. Definitely. Um, <laughs> just a reminder that all the articles we referenced today can be found in the show notes. Please remember that we didn't write the news. We're just sharing it. If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and or share the show. Also, head on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are both under the Tin Lounge. We'll link them in the show notes. Do you have any questions, comments, or just want to say hello? Please shoot us a DM or email us at hello at thetinlounge.com. We'll see you next week. Bye. Cause no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it. Cause no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it, like we do it.